Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Aid here. While Married at First Sight is on hiatus, we wanted you to have a bonus episode from our Patreon. In this episode, we discuss The Ultimatum, a show that was released on Netflix in April of 2022. Uh, You can go to Netflix to watch. The second half of our Ultimatum recap can be found on our Patreon and also many other bonus episodes. Check it out. We'll be back with new Married at First Sight episodes in January. Happy holidays and thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call on Patreon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our bonus episode where we are going to talk about the ultimatum. The new thing from Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey. I feel like they're trying to build an empire. Oh, hi, Aid. <laughs> hi, Tane. <laughs> I I can't see them having an empire. They're not that charming. They're not that interesting. They're not equipped. But, you know, the thing about life is sometimes delusion will take you far in the confidence. If you believe you can, they shouldn't be hosts of anything. But here we are on their second show. Isn't there a third in the works? I'm like, if Netflix wants to pay you, that's fine. But the first season of Love is Blind... They were heavily involved. And you watched Brazil or something where the hosts were heavily involved. And yet they were cut. Now, why do you think that was? <laughs> because they are not equipped. They probably don't test well. Like, it's funny. We're going to talk about it. But you know how we talked about their involvement in uh, Love is Blind um, as hosts? I just feel like I was very aware of it with the ultimatum. And now I don't know if it's what I think or if it's you and my ear. Saying that they suck? <laughs> well, not that they suck. I mean, I don't count Nick. Honestly, I just think of Vanessa as the host because she does the most. It, they're not natural. Let me put it that way. I mean, they try. They're not natural. You know, uh, as a logical one would say, I mean, I'm proud of their effort. But <laughs> yeah. they, they, aren't, they aren't charming. Yeah, because, okay, so there's this thing where sometimes you can see when an actor is acting and you're not supposed to know that they're acting. It's supposed to be seamless and natural and organic. I can see that they're hosting. I can see where they were given notes, where they would say, and now make it relatable. So, you know, you know, we were dating for five years. Oh, he went through a divorce that was public. Oh, I went. It doesn't seem natural. Everything just seems like there were cue cards, there were notes, and it was rehearsed and make it natural. And it doesn't work. But we digress. Like we should probably talk about the show itself and what it was about because the last time we were like, there's this complicated premise of a show, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> it was complicated and it did make absolutely no sense. Uh, when it comes out. <laughs> but I know some people don't watch and sometimes just listen to our recaps and some people do watch. So for everyone's benefit, I'll give a brief recap of the bre- the premise. The premise is that people who have been dating, there doesn't have to be a specified year. I feel like we could have people who are six months dating, as long as one person <laughs> wanted to get married, whether it made sense or not. Like, 
I just want to get married. You could bring them here, give them an ultimatum. And then you get to mingle with other couples who are in the same situation with you. And then you have to find another partner that you think you click with. Then you have to pretend marry, pretend, play pretend married to them by living with them for three weeks. And then, you know, you're technically single. You can do whatever you want to do. And then after those three weeks, you go back to your original partner and then you live with them for three weeks. And then at the end, you either get engaged to your original partner, the person you came with, or you go by yourself, or as Vanessa likes to remind us, you get the answers that you're looking for. Some Did I miss anything? You have it perfectly right. <clears throat> I will say, I'm glad that you described how they call it the answers that you're looking for, because the, the goal of this thing seemed very fuzzy. Are you supposed to figure out whether or not you want to get married? Are you supposed to figure out whether you want to stay in a relationship without marriage? Are you supposed to figure out if it's... I actually think the central question was, do you not want to get married or do you not want to get married to the person who you came here with? Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> I was just surprised that Kinetic was going to pr- produce something that it, there wasn't a requirement where they had to get married at the end. I was like, what? How is that possible? Maybe season two. <laughs> there are a lot of kinks um that need to be worked out i think but i feel like i said that for love is blind and love is blind still came back and was exactly the same besides nick and lachey being removed but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so what did you think of the premise like you know now watching it thoughts i mean this is the problem with these shows this was dumb but (laughs) but was it in some ways, riveting television, yes. If you put people in certain situations, they will perform. Dance, puppet, dance. Yeah. <laughs> and people will do it. And I will give this cast. They made the, the best out of this situation. And by the best, I mean the best TV. I will say I did not like these people. Not a single one of them. <laughs> I was going to say that. So here's my thing. When we watched Love is Blind... I don't know how familiar you guys are with the hierarchy of like Cheesecake Factory and Grand Lux because Grand Lux is not national, but I, you know, Grand Lux is the upgraded version of Cheesecake Factory. And I always say Love is Blind is Grand Lux and then Married at First Sight is the Cheesecake Factory. Goddamn, um, the ultimatum is McDonald's. I just think this is the bottom of the bottom, but it brings me to the other question. And when I say bottom, it just means they're just so unlikable and it also seems so... Not well thought out. (laughs) And then here's where the premise didn't feel well thought out. The the whole idea is like there's an ultimatum. So why would you bring people who have said that they don't want to be married to be matched with other people who may or may not want to be married? Well, that I can kind of see because they're probably looking at you just don't want to be married to this person is silent. So you might be open to it. It's just that this person is not, but it's just, they're unlikable. They're just, why are you telling me? Listen, this show was like a combination of Temptation Island. And there was a show a long time ago. And I want to say it was Lifetime, the seven year itch where there were just married people who were tired of each other seven years. And then they pretend and meet other people, couples or whatever. And it's just always a bad idea. It's the same thing. If you have to scroll through your partner's phone, you you can't be, you don't trust each other. If you have to give an ultimatum and bring someone to a TV show to ask them to marry you, your answer is right there in front of you. I mean, it's quote unquote worked out for some, but okay. Um, 
but I'm just <laughs> everything about this again. I'm sorry, I, I I lost my point, but my point was I don't want to see a 23 year old or 24 year old crying about not being married. It just I it doesn't make sense. That was probably the worst part. I think the oldest person on the show might have been 27. Um, yeah, maybe. I thought someone was 30, but I can't uh, I can't recall. So don't Let's go through the show. Let's go through the show because that'll that'll okay. allow us to Yes. So they start with introducing everybody. When they introduced the first couple, Alexis and Hunter, my first thought was if generic was a couple. <laughs> well, Alexis looked familiar. I just feel like we'd seen her in some reality show and I couldn't place her. But I'm probably wrong. It's just watching reality show for so many years, everyone just has to blend together. She has a that's why I said generic. I mean, he's a he looks like Ryan <laughs> from Houston. Um she just looks very generic. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was like, I got a certain pleasure at the woman not being ready to get married. She's like, I just don't want to. <laughs> um, The only noteworthy thing I got out of Alexis and Hunter was that Hunter said, I'm not ready to propose to her, but if I met the perfect person, I'd propose tomorrow. What does that mean? Exactly what we said. I'm not ready to get married, or I'm not getting ready to get married to you. <laughs> so next we have Madeline and Colby. When I saw them, I was like, oh, she really hates him. Like, deep down inside, she really hates him a lot. And she's bitter and resentful towards him that she met him in college, and she wants to go sleep with other people. On the flip side, there's a certain pleasure at a woman not being ready to get married yet, and just, you know, dangling him on a string. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that we had that diversity, that it wasn't all just women um, dragging men to yeah. the show. I liked that. Yeah. He did seem very smitten. He, yes. Colby seemed like he really was into Madeline, and Madeline was like, I hate this man. <laughs> the thing that was so funny was that it was hilarious. Like, you know, when they're introing and they're talking about everything, he just kind of held, you know, make sure you don't hold yourself back. Make sure you, you know, do what you need to do. And I'm like, and from the very beginning, I think she was one of the um, vocal people. She'd already picked who she had an eye on. So you don't need to give her instructions. She ready, boo. (laughs) Next is Shanique and Randall. This is when I really started to pick up the ages. I was like, she is 24 years old. What is she talking about? I must get married right now. And then... Like selling yourself, like I do this, I do that, I did. I'm like Jesus Christ, slow your roll, you child. You know, first of all, they're a very attractive mm-hmm. couple. Shanique is gorgeous, um, and Randall is a very gorgeous man too. But he's right. He just kept saying, like, listen, I want to get rid of debt. I'm 26. It makes sense. All the sense in the world. Like, what do you think you're ready for? <laughs> I think the funny thing is, is that both you and I went to the weddings of 21 year olds and 24 year olds and 25 year olds. And it seemed to make sense at the time. And it has mostly worked out. But now at my age, I hold on. I've never been to a 21 year old. I have. I was in a 21 year old's wedding. Um, (laughs) I grew up in a church that stressed no sex before marriage. You will end up at the weddings of 21 year olds if you go to that type of church. (laughs) well that you know i think the other part of it is when if when i found out that they were 
filming and they were based in Austin, Texas, that makes sense. Yes. Because Texas is known for early marriage. We both grew up in Texas and they're, you know, known for early marriages, Bible Belt and all of that. So, I This show probably wouldn't work in D.C. Or if it did, it would be 30-something-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Which would probably be better. Although I did have a friend give insight saying, like, she preferred that they were really young because she didn't want that angle of older people giving ultimatums to get married. She just felt like that just wouldn't be enjoyable for her. I, I actually understand that for a TV show. In the actual game of yeah. life, it does make sense to give ultimatums when you're in your 30s. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I th- I don't have that same view. I would rather see older people. You don't even have to be in your 30s. But give me something I can feed off of. Like, if you're 32, you've been dating for five years. Some of these people have just been dating for a year and a half. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, a year and a half and you're 23, meaning like you were just out of college, you were 20. I just... Figure yourself out. I will say this, though. A friend texted and said that they found out that they were reducing their ages. And I'm like, I don't know if that's fact. And what do they think the benefit of doing that is? But they said they just found out, like, no, they're not that age. And the show just said they were that age. So I don't know how true that is. Odd. April and Jake. (laughs) April, at least. I'll give April this. I think she was the first person to say I want a ring and a baby. So when someone says, I want a baby, I'm like, okay, the fact that you want to get married tomorrow makes, even though you are 23 years old, makes a little bit more sense. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. No. It didn't make any sense to me until she kind of casually again dropped that she was suffering from infertility. But then again, I questioned if it was like actual diagnosed infertility or the fact that she was just saying they pray and spray and nothing's happened. Hmm. It was never like mentioned or anything. It's just like, we've been doing it for so long and nothing's happened. And I was like, okay, April and April is very intense and a little bit dramatic. And fun fact, there was an interview. She told Jacob had proposed to her before they came on the show because she's been saying she wants to get proposed to whatever it was on a cruise. And she goes, no, she wants it to be on TV. Another fun fact Jacob had been shopping around reality shows because he wanted to do his family winery, have a reality show and kind of promote it on TV. (laughs) I have not read a single article or interview, so this is all news to me, but it tracks. (laughs) It tracks. So I don't know if they came on here to, I don't know why they came on here, but if he was going to propose, this also makes me question Jacob's, um, what's the word? (laughs) because like if you want to propose to someone because jacob really looked like he didn't want to be with her and if you want already propose to someone and the person tells you nope stop it i need it to be on tv (laughs) um then you know who you're dealing with (laughs) (laughs) also i feel like he kind of led her on from what i said she's been very upfront with what she wants she hasn't changed her views like if you don't want it bow out but why would you buy her a car and you specifically bought her an SUV and told the car salesman that it's for your future kids? What are you doing? What is your plan? Yeah, buying your, your girlfriend a car is a bad idea. Unless you're balling like that where you can just let go of twenty five or $30,000 and not worry about it should it go away from you <laughs> and you paid cash, not payments. 
Because if you break up, you're still going to have the payments. This is the types of things I worry about when someone says they bought their girlfriend a car. <laughs> I really almost wanted to tell Jacob, blink twice if you want to be free. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Ray and Zay. I really hated their names. <laughs> and then when we met her mom, she called her Rachel. And I was like, I bet you this Ray and Zay thing is for the show. Probably. It's probably also, well, not really. I was going to say it's an easier way to keep their identity. And I'm like, no, it's 2022. Anything can be found. So like, you know, if you want to, if anything comes out, it'll be Ray versus her real name. Like be the first thing when you Google their name. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's a good premise, but I'm like, you, what, don't come on reality TV to try to hide from anything. They'll find your second grade they teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this was a uh, a fiery couple. This is a couple governed by lust. And there's another one selling her act attributes. Uh, what did she say? I cook, I clean, I fuck. Oh, <laughs> I will quote you. I will quote you what she said because I put, this girl is so basic. She's like, he would never find anyone like me because I stay in the gym. I got a degree. I cook, I clean, and I know how to fuck. I'm like, you are 24. This is why we need adults with actual life experiences because now you think what you bring to the table is the fact that you cook, you clean, made service, Deliveroo, Uber Eats, can do that. Like, it's not... These are not. The things. <laughs> these are not. Sorry, honey. <laughs> these these are, do, things do not make you special. <laughs> these are not the things. <laughs> um, yeah, they were an interesting couple because I, I just—he was very open again in the beginning and all that stuff. But when she seemed very reserved and said she's afraid of being hurt, I'm like, two and a half years still afraid. There seems to be more to the story. Oh, and there is. There is. Last up is Lauren and Nate. <laughs> and theirs is that she he wants kids. She doesn't want kids. They show them having this like final dinner thing, which was very oddly shot because the camera was like right in their face. We never got a wide shot of these final suppers. Um, and that's how we met a couple of the couples, including Lauren and Nate. And they just talk about how she don't want kids. He wants kids. I don't know what, why they were cast, <laughs> to be quite frank with you. Because this is your first season of the show. You're not quite sure what's going to happen. This seems very cut and dry. I don't want kids. You want kids. How do you solve that? Well, I am sure for this show that the pool of guys bringing women opposed to women bringing men was smaller. And so this added to the diversity because out of the six couples, there were only two where the man was the one with the ultimatum and they were the one of them. Yeah. Nick and Vanessa gather everybody and it sounds like this show, like the premise of the show is Nick and Vanessa's story of, of how she gave him an ultimatum. Is, is that how they described it to you? They didn't quite say it. It was just a lot of putting it all together and that's what it was really. Like I said, they just came up with the stories to make it relatable, but... Mm. Yeah. Something else that struck me is April saying like 50 to 55 is old. And I was like, that's how I know you're young. 
<laughs> I mean, it is though. You're how you half your life. It's middle aged at best, but she made it seem like there would be in the nursing home at fifty and fifty five. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I will give them this. You know, they keep it moving. So after a dizzying introduction where we barely know these people's names. Next step is dating. And the way they did the Last Supper, I was like, so are you guys not going to see each other while you're dating? No, sorry, Bob. They got to see each other while they were dating. Like, within each other's eyeline. <laughs> like, you're looking at the person you're dating, your original partner is right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quick, and this is where I found, like, one of the first flaws of the show is, like, if they're only going to have five couples or however many couples... What happens if they don't meet people that they don't click with? Then what? We, you just have to be with somebody we else? We find out, don't we? <laughs> um, but let's get through dating. Madeline, this is another part where I was like, Madeline really hates Colby. <laughs> she and Randall just sit there and they shit talk their partners. He does this and he does that. You know, she Randall, I didn't like what he said about Shanique. He's like, she's always saying too much. She always has an opinion. I was, I was like, okay. Um, I didn't realize that dating was going to be shit. To, I, I, you couldn't find anything else to talk about than the ways in which your partner is deficient. Although that's really why you're here. I know. I was going to say, like, I actually don't technically see anything wrong. I think it's that makes sense. You're all here for the same reason. Whether you gave the ultimatum or not, you agreed to it and you're on here that is the common ground. I mean, dating is hard. So that is the common ground that you're going to start with. Like, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about their likes, their interests, but it's hard when your partner is right there and you're not like out of love with them, save for some certain people who may not have realized it, but it, I just think it's expected, I guess, is what I'm going to say. The kind of, it's, and even if you don't intend to shit talk, you're gonna okay the whole premise of this whole thing of finding someone new i don't know how you compare pretend marriage for three weeks with someone you've been with for two and a half years but okay let's go with it but the whole premise would be when you find something new and shiny you are gonna look for the places where your partner has flaws and try to see if that person has any the opposite of that and then you're gonna talk about it and then you know it just leads to what sounds like shit talking it actually, while Madeline was talking to Colby, I mean, Madeline was talking to Randall, I was like, she has a lot of disdain for Colby. <laughs> Resentment. <laughs> and then I realized that Colby and Madeline were going to be the chaos agents in this dating. I thought, that's what I thought. Because <laughs> Alexis seems to be into Colby, but she says she's really into money. And Colby's like, I, I don't have money. <laughs> and he doesn't tell her he kind of tells us um, <laughs> and then she's into him this is the other thing that shocked me these like group dinners why did they shock you i just thought if you're trying to date other people why is everybody gathering to talk about how but this is reality tv i i could never be a producer on reality tv the cringe factor is very high <laughs> because <laughs> alexis tries to say she likes colby and he shuts her down and then she gets, instead of just accepting him, nicely shutting her down, she decides to start an argument the next day. And he has to come up with another reason. He's like, I'm not attracted to you. I didn't believe him. I just thought he was like, I don't have money for you. Um, 
Well, I believed him because I was going to ask you, do you think that he was rude about it? Because I didn't think he was rude about it. I didn't think it. he was rude about it at all. But I didn't think that he was giving her the real reason. <laughs> I thought that was the real reason. Because that is the worst thing you could say. So why would you go with that instead of anything else? I think he, he Kobe doesn't look like he has a problem saying, I don't have the money for you. I don't think he's attracted to huh. her. I don't think any of them were attracted to her. <laughs> that was what made me think, what happens if no one, you know, wants someone that's on there and it's not you know, your thing. So I, I, yeah, I genuinely think that he was telling the truth and he just flat out told her like, I'm not attracted to you. And then she spun it around and said, she said he was ugly. So <laughs> Colby's day with Lauren was about suddenly Lauren talking about the things she wanted to do with her children that she told this other man that she didn't want. And I was like, what is going on here? You know, another thing I didn't like about this show that we see in different pockets, the editing is so bad that we miss out on a whole bunch of context. Listen, we watch maths. We know what that's like. But this was, to me, really bad. I don't know if you felt the same way, but there was just a lot of vagueness mm -hmm. on this show that I'm like, huh? And I don't want to watch a show and feel like I'm doing homework. There was a lot of piecing things together. And I was like, this is exhausting. <laughs> I, during Zay and Shanique's dating, he seemed very into her and they seemed cute, but I was like, I don't think this is a serious thing. Yeah. Um, Shanique was very into Randall though. I just, I didn't even see her swaying. Like, it's like the moment they started filming on this show, Shanique realized that she fucked up. <laughs> I should never have brought this man on here so i didn't think anything was gonna happen besides anything like lustful or maybe just oh i've been in a relationship now is my chance but other than that i think her heart was always with randall i don't think she fully came out 100 percent. yeah or gave it 100 percent with zay well, not like zay is the best <laughs> person to help you bring out your 100 percent, but yeah so nate was very into shanique was he? I hate that guy. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the dating period? Um, I just have notes saying Jake is irritating. And I don't remember why I said that. But I think one line that he said that was so confusing when he was talking with, because uh, he really connected with um uh, Ray. Yes. And that was very, so like Madeline already had her charge on Rand Randall and she and Randall just like clicked immediately. I was very surprised about that, but they clicked um, quickly. And so did Jake and Ray. And when they were talking about their heritage, they both look like you can tell they're um, multiracial. I don't want to say biracial. I don't, I don't know if it, Ray is biracial. No, she's not. When she said her heritage, I can't remember. So I'll stick with multiracial. But I think Jake said like, He's 25% West African, but his mom is Italian. And I'm like, where's the rest of the percentage? I don't know what you... <laughs> I'm assuming other kinds of white. <laughs> so uh, that was confusing. Um, yeah. Other than that, I thought Randall looked a lot like Terrence J, who I don't think is so handsome, but I think Randall was very handsome. So, At the end of the dating period, I saw Alexis and Hunter talking to each other. And I was like, I think these two just need to get back together. Is that an option? That was what I was wondering. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I was just, I, 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 that's what spurred my original question because I'm just like, I don't think anyone wants these two, but I'm not sure. 
<laughs> and in their def- I don't think those two wanted anyone. So, <laughs> well, she wanted Colby, Colby until the whole thing. Her, her ego was hurt. She wanted Colby until Colby didn't want her. And then we didn't even talk about how, like, after she went up to Madeline and was like, you're making a good choice because Colby is a terrible person. I was like, I don't think you're that great either, but okay. And when I say you're, I mean Madeline and Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant just Alexis, but yeah, we'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from EarnIn to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. So next we have a choice dinner. There's lots of drama. They're all dressed up. There's a big table. I, like we mentioned before, we were very confused. Like, how are you going to 100% match everybody? Like, different people are interested in different people. Some people are interested in the same person. How are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very interested in the format. We failed to mention that, you know, Kinetic was feeling really snazzy. And instead of the gold goblets, they made it the silver goblets. I think they're really proud of themselves about these goblets that are so annoying. <laughs> Very weird goblets. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind they having take them. It everywhere. <laughs> well, they take it everywhere. Even when they go to different restaurants, it's on there. And I'm like, they just tell them we're bringing our own cups. Yeah, for editing. Hmm. Now, you would think they could use any non-clear cup, but instead they have their special cups that they they take everywhere. And they want to build on their love is blind nonsense. And the cups were a big thing is love is blind. So they're like, let's get some people on. I don't know how these people think. 
No, I know that's what they're doing. That's why, like, they're really proud of themselves. I just, like, it's not that serious. Like, I know it's for editing, too, but I'm like, you're not the first and only reality shows. All the reality shows figure out a way to get around it. Like, stop being so smart with yourself. But anyways, um, yes, so we, we're talking about the picks now, mm-hmm. right? And like we said, we're very interested in this format. What if no one has any connection? What if two people want the same person? What if one person goes first and picks someone that doesn't want to be picked by them? Like, what is the plan for this? Do you think they have plans and backup plans for this? <laughs> um, no, I think they were just going to let this play out. Um, and where they really fucked up is, I don't know if they told these people that you could just get engaged and get out of this. <laughs> So I listened to an interview and the commentary on that was like, they didn't know. They just kind of figured it out <laughs> as they roll tape. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, let, let, let's get into it. Um, I would like to start with the Alexis and Hunter engagement. It was a shock to the system, <laughs> but it was also one of the smartest things I've ever seen people do on reality TV. Because the whole week that people were dating, that they're explaining the premise of the show, I'm like, can't you, this is like a long road to just break up with someone. There is nothing about this format that sounds like it'll be good for anybody's relationship, whether they want to get married or not. So Alexis and Hunter went through one week of dating. We're like, we don't like anybody here. And I guess we like each other enough. And Hunter's like, okay, I guess I'll go ahead and propose. <laughs> I, I mean, good for them. <laughs> But my first thought was like all the girls here that were wanting to get engaged, being jealous and trying to put on a face like what, what just happened? Or as they said in what I listened to earlier, they were like, he figured out the loophole really quickly. So now the producers have to figure out what to do next season. Next season, they'll say no one can get engaged at the choice dinner. My next thought was, but is this just because there was no person they clicked with? And then my third thought was, what if there was a rich guy that Alexis was into? Then they well, see. I was. It would have been more dramatic if someone had refused a proposal. But Alexis was like, "You guys only brought me broke jokers." <laughs> so, so let me just go with the one I came with. <laughs> April looks oh, devastated boy. because apparently she was going to pick Hunter. Yes, I think this whole thing before april i'm sorry i'm just thinking like there were tough things that were being said and i'm like there's honesty and then there's like this is brutal everyone just talking about the bad things about there and in conversation in private with the person you're dating blah 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 i get it but this was a round table it was like the last supper with jesus and his <laughs> disciples with nicola Shay and the lachets just at the head of the table and everyone just saying things and giving speeches and i'm like this is tough april's speech seemed to be informed by alcohol but if you really dug down because april was basically mad that people got engaged number one because she wanted to get engaged (laughs) number two because she's like this is not what we came here for and honestly i was on her side i was like she she was right what what did you come here to get engaged for that's not what we came here for I'm supposed to go hang out with someone who I want to hang out with for three weeks. Yeah. And to give more context to her speech, right after Alexis and Hunter got engaged, Nate whispered to Madeline that he was going to pick her. (laughs) And then 
it was whose turn because they were going to pick Kobe's turn because he was going to pick Lauren. That's the one who, if you, if you, if you aren't keeping track, she didn't want to have kids. And then Nate decides he runs around the table and says, I'm going to go to, will you marry me? And I'm expecting her to say, are you kidding me? Get up, stop. And she's like, I'm so fucking Lily. And I'm like, uh, what just happened? Were you as shocked as I was? I was shocked, but I thought to myself, Lauren just wants out of this situation. She looked so uncomfortable. She did not seem to enjoy the dating all that much. I don't think she wanted to marry that man, but she did want out of this situation and he gave her that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. Lauren was absolutely so uncomfortable with this whole process. And I... (laughs) Let me tell you, the only person that really seemed so comfortable was April. April wanted to be on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Because while we agreed with her speech after that and all this stuff, it went on a tad bit too long. I'm like, and this is the edited version, I'm sure. Like, how much longer was it? (laughs) And then when the dinner was over, um, I was like, wait a second. Did everybody pick someone? Oh, that's true. Yeah, they did. No! Because it was four less Wait, what do you mean? There was four less people. So, Zay, like, Zay picked Shanique. Mm-hmm. Um, either, I can't remember, either Ray or Jake, they, they, one of them picked the other. But basically, yeah. April and Colby, they never picked each other. They were just the leftovers. Oh, they were, oh that's what <laughs> yes. you mean. Yeah. <laughs> they had no choice with that but also Nate went through the same fate as Alexis because he was so sure that Shanique was going to pick him and then it was between him and Zay and she went with Zay there was no way she was picking Nate I just feel like Shanique is someone who exclusively dates black guys yeah. I didn't think she was going to pick Nate I so kind of hope that she that wasn't gonna do Nate just for the novelty of it Yeah, but no and then just be like, no, I don't want you. He would have been the safe option, I think. Because she wasn't that um, into him? But, yes, because she wasn't that into him. But she went with lust. I'm like, let me see. Like, if anything happens, at least let me have my consolation prize with something. And once Shanique um, didn't pick Nate, I was like, that's when he decided to propose. Well, somebody else passed him over. <laughs> somebody else passed him over, and he was like, uh, okay, what the heck is going on? Because he'd spoken to... I think it was, I can't remember who it was. And then he, then that's when he decided that he was going to propose because he had already told, um, Madeline that he was going to pick her or maybe she picked Randall or something like that. And then, um, when he, when Hunter gave the loophole, he's like, Oh, okay. We can actually have that choice. Like we don't have to pick somebody. Okay. I'm going to save myself the embarrassment. So I did feel sorry for the producers because much like Married at First Sight, it's like they were planning for six couples and somehow they got down to four. I don't think this will ever happen again. No, the Lachey's looked stunned. (laughs) They were like, "Uh, what do we do? What if more people want to keep doing this? And I, for some reason, I actually thought, what if Shanique was like, I don't want to be with somebody else. I want to be with Randall. I don't want to do like, if they can do this, then can we do that? I, it just seemed like a panic thing. Thank God it wasn't live. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, we have our new couple. So now we had Madeline and Randall, April and Kobe, Ray and Jake, and Zay and Shanique. Yeah. So they move in together into these tiny apartments. I think they were like long-term stay places. <laughs> um. Oh. 
It looked like hotel suites or hotel room. Yeah. But it had like a stove. Yeah. You know, like those, um, you know, Homewood suites or something. They have the hotel room and then the stove or whatever. Those kind of hotel rooms is what I mean. Yeah. So they move into those. Very modern looking. Very small. Very small. Um, Ray and Jake are probably two of the better matched of these switcheroos. Um, they had a lot of chemistry in the beginning, and now they are, they they show them living together, but they mainly show them doing stuff. So we see them at, I want to say, a winery. And they commiserate over how their partners don't show them on the te- on them their social media, and they're all about their followers and how much it bothers the two of them. Now that you say winery, I don't know if they said it on the show and I missed it, but that's also where they met his mom, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Oh, no. So maybe that was his family winery that they were talking about, that he was shopping Hmm. for. (laughs) But Jake's mom was not about that life. She likes her some April (laughs) for some reason. She's like... (laughs) And then the funniest part was after Jake's mom was like, you know, she seems nice, but where's April? He proceeds to (laughs) lie through his teeth to Ray, talking about my mom thought you were amazing. See, he's just a gentleman. I mean, what's the point? What's the point of saying my mom didn't like you? Where? What is the benefit of that? None. So good for him, but it was still. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, again, another thing that was vague about this show, when they did the picking and all of that, I was a little confused. Like, okay, so are they allowed to have sex? Like, are there boundaries? Like, I feel like they should have shown us what the couples discussed they're allowed to do. Because the other thing was, the whole time, I really thought Ray and Jake were having sex. Me too. Uh, but you can't tell anything. And are people going to be honest? <laughs> it's very strange. Well, there's Because not. these people are all liars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you say we're going to act like we're married for three weeks, I was like, that doesn't really mean anything. It's not like married at first sight where you, at least you can say you're legally married. You're just kind of moving mm-hmm. in together and doing activities together and meeting parents and meeting friends. It felt like a very pointless yeah. endeavor. It is. I, you know, the whole premise, this show really, that's why I said, it, I think it's like the bottom tier. Like it's not well thought out. Like for someone like, um, Shanique and Randall, where their problem is like finances, debt, your new husband, you don't even have an account. You don't have to worry about that. In three weeks, you're going to be out. So you don't have to worry about rent. You don't have to worry about. So what exactly are you finding out? And then to add fuel to the fire, they just kept on having these people meet up. uh, In dates that you pay for. (laughs) (laughs) I I assumed that they would not be able to see their original partner during this thing. But no. Yeah. Like Ray and, not Ray, um, Randall and Shanique basically went on a date. I was like, what? And and that's the part where I thought, is this allowed? Like, again, is this just another thing that they're winging? Because if you're allowed to see your partners, then you're not getting a true (laughs) picture of what it is because you have your partner in the forefront. So I don't know. Season two has to be drastically different. There's just a lot of kinks to to clean up. But it did add to the drama to have basically Shanique going after Randall. (laughs) Like a scorned lover. (laughs) In the garage. <laughs> and on one hand, you feel sorry for her because she is a scorned lover. On the other hand, you're like, did you not bring this man to the show? 
Yeah. And what she was specifically mad about is that he and Madeline were in bed. And because I told y'all from the beginning, Madeline and Colby are both chaos agents. (laughs) So Madeline, the girls do a meetup and Madeline decides to tell that she was in bed with Randall and he got a boner and Shanique was livid. (laughs) She was Shanique. I mean, Shanique was livid with Madeline and then because she went on this stupid date with Randall, she got to yell at him too. And it's just like, but you brought him here. But that's the thing. It was a girl's thing that they were all, I don't know. I don't know what the point of like, I guess you're right. What is the point of the group stuff? If it's about you finding out about the other couple or whatever, finding out if there's somebody else that intrigues you because Madeline wouldn't stop. Like, I know that you're single and you're whatever, but there's some kind of tact around it. You don't have to be so blunt and saying it. At that point, I didn't realize that she was drunk. It wasn't until she got home and then picked a fight with Randall also. And then I wasn't really sure what they were fighting about because then she was like, you said something or did something off camera and it's not on camera. How could you do that to me? Why are you telling me about a kiss? I'm like, what? What in the editing is going on? Like, this is chaotic. I think the idea was that Madeline and Randall kissed, but they didn't kiss on camera. But then Madeline told Shanique about it. Like, that that was kind of what was going on. Well, Randall told him about the boys' night and how they were fighting about Colby kissing some other girl again. Where is all that interaction? Why isn't that part of the show? I don't want to hear about stuff third party, but they're talking about that and he's trying to tell her, but she said, I don't want to hear it. And then she goes, I'm really offended that you would do this to me on camera. I'm like, did I miss something? Isn't he just telling her that Kobe kissed somebody? So it just seems like this, like this code and thing that's going on that we're not part of. Yeah. So. One of the girls' nights, we did kind of get more information on April and her infertility because she said, it, in the beginning, she just said, okay, we've been having sex unprotected and I haven't gotten pregnant. And you're like, okay, well, have you been to a doctor? And it sounds like she, in my mind, mm-hmm. it sounded like she had been. She's like, I don't ovulate and I don't make enough of this hormone or that hormone. I'm like, okay, that means that you have actually been to a doctor. What else happened when these people were with their other couples? It was very clear that Colby and April were just friends, never did anything, just kind of hung out as friends for the whole three weeks. I mean, they kissed that one time towards the end. I don't know if anything happened because, again, you call Madeline a chaos agent. I think April is, too. Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, Oh, also, April, apparently, again, in the interview, Jake said April's cheated on him before. April's the kind of person you don't give her attention. She'll go sleep with your best friend for revenge. (laughs) And this is someone that's ready for marriage. So time for a break. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Um, The stuff with Zay meeting Shanique's family. Shanique's very nice family. I mean, we talk about how, like, these people show up with, oh, I'm engaged to someone who I met through a wall. Oh, I'm marrying someone who I've never met before. Coming 
home with, oh, I'm dating this person for three weeks because I gave the other one an ultimatum, that takes the cake. Yeah. And yet her family hosted a very nice out- <laughs> event um, for Zay. And they were super sweet to him. He's the only person who we learned a little bit about. Because, you know, people's childhoods always have to come in somewhere. So we yeah. learned about his very sad childhood and her, her family was so sweet to him. Yeah, and I'm glad, you know, in all the editing fails that they had that they got this one right because it did give us insight into who Zay was. And Zay is someone that I think needed context because you just think he's like this guy that's just like, but he has major trust issues and he doesn't know how to handle his emotions and, you know, knowing that hurt. And, you know, I think Zay was actually really very vulnerable on this show. For all of his trust issues and stuff, I think he was open. He was open about how much he loved um, Ray, and he was open about the hurt, you know, from his childhood, and open about, you know, how he feels misunderstood. But you know, I, it gave me context as to why he is who he is. Yeah. What else happened during the dating that caught your eye? Um, Madeline and Randall. If your mom, if your friends. Hate your boyfriend and your mama's telling you, eh. <laughs> maybe you should listen to them. The way they were fawning all over Randall, they don't even know the guy. They're like, he's a better pick. <laughs> he is so much better. <laughs> that was uh, something. So they have a final dinner before they go back to their original partner. I don't really recall anything important happening there. No. Um... I guess they try to glean whatever lessons they learned in the past three weeks. The meeting of the, going back, the meeting of the parent, like when Ray took Jake to meet her dad and her dad was supposed to be like a guy who doesn't like any guys. And it just, it was, I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like they might've should have left parents out of this. Although there was some later good moments with parents. I do think that they genuinely liked each other. That He genuinely liked Jake. Yes. Jake is a likable dude on the show. (laughs) Jake that you read about on the internet sounds like somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, I was just about to say that. So so I have notes for Boys Night Out and Girls Night Out when they were with their other partners. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. Um, The other things that stood out to me during the whole Boys Night Out, like, Kobe is so corny. Like, first of all, why would you say that him and Zay, (laughs) telling Zay that, we're the same. We're the most alike. That's an insult. I don't blame Zay for his reaction. <laughs> Zay was like, uh, you think so? You really think so? And then it was a setup. And then it set up for us to finding out that Kobe kissed another girl. And then Kobe thinks that Zay sent the girl to him. Did he force your lips on her? Like, what grown man does that? I think the other part is like, why would Zay care about you? You're not with Zay's girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not with your girlfriend what is it why so um that was interesting and that got hot really quick so as we found out zay has a temper so he just needs a little help managing his emotions like he goes from zero to 100 real quick but the thing is with zay though he does t- he tends to walk away at least that's a good part about it yes but then there's no conflict resolution <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah with the girls night out i was just uncomfortable like this whole thing of yeah you're single you're dating her but you're dating each other's men talking about boners talking about things i don't know who made madeline the counselor she was giving everyone advice but 
Like I said, I didn't realize that she was lit. So I think she spent more yeah. of this show drunk than I originally thought. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot to mention earlier that Shanique looks like Taylor from the Married at First Sight DC season to me. Oh, yeah. Like a mix of her and Zoe Saldana. Definitely a resemblance. So, yeah. Um, Shanique reminds me of Jasmina also. <laughs> when she had that fight with Zay. <laughs> you will not talk to me like this. <laughs> I mean, they're both from the island. I'm just saying. They're both from the island. I was like, they're cousins. And she's like, don't talk to me. Don't do that. So I was talking to a friend about that. I didn't think that Zay was yelling at her, but my friend thinks that he was yelling at her uh, at first before she got Buck. I didn't think that he was yelling. He was trying to make his point and she's just like, why would you say that? And I was like, and that's what Randall was complaining about her. Like she's very controlling and just wants things her way. I think Rand. well, I recall Randall complaining that she had too many opinions, but, um, <laughs> But I, in their argument, they just it was interesting how they were only together for three weeks and that they had a pattern for arguing. And I could never, I don't think I would ever assign 100% blame to either one of them. Shanique is very yeah. like, I don't want to say controlling militant? now that you say controlling. I guess militant about things. A little bit, a little bit. She's bratty. She just wants things her way. And she was the one who I feel like got hit the most with, wait a second, I dragged this man to this show. I want him to marry me. And now look what I have done. And from the moment that he went off with Madeline, she regretted coming to the show. (laughs) And she took a lot of that, I think, out on Zay. And I'm like, it's not this man's fault that you came here. Yeah. She was so childish when, you know, she met up with um, Randall in the alley or wherever the hell they were, a parking garage. I don't know where they were. But they were on some street and she was just like, okay, fine. Just go ahead. I'm going to do mine. No, that's okay. They couldn't even have a conversation. And Randall was so level-headed that she wasn't having it. She was just seeing red. So everybody gets back together and it is a hot mess. (laughs) This was actually the section that I was like, this is much worse than I thought it would be. (laughs) Jake and April immediately get into a fight about Things that she posted on IG or she was texting guys. They just immediately they're arguing. You know, my whole thing about that was I think April could sense that Jake was out and she was just flailing and doing whatever she could. And I don't, and here's the, here's the third part of the show that we weren't privy to. Yes, they're officially single. Yes, they're playing pretend marriage, but they're not legally married. So are they single to everybody else outside of the show? (laughs) But they did kind of address that because Colby and April, because they weren't making out with each other. I think that's why both of them were the ones who were caught texting and whatnot, open relationship, blah, 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 because they were like, their person was with someone who they might actually do something with. And they were like, oh, I'm going to find somebody to do something with either. And since Colby or April weren't going to do it for each other, they're like, oh, let's find a third party. But see, that's the thing. We put that together. We pieced that together. Like, there's too much putting together here. Again, spell it out for me. I don't want to do it by myself. 
So she did that, but you can't claim, like, no one said they love their partner more than April. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. And you're doing this with other guys, knowing fully well that he's going to see it. And I think Jake was valid in that. Like, what are you doing? You knew I was going to see it. And that was trust number one. And then she sees the video and then she goes through his phone <laughs> and then it's mayhem. I mean, the reenaction was top notch, but <laughs> of, of Ray twerking. <laughs> but yeah. And I think that was the moment that Jake was like, if I'm on the fence, I'm sure now I'm not getting back with someone who's going to do all that and go through. And then she's like, and I'm crazy. And I airdropped it to myself. I'm like, Whoa, this is, <laughs> this is too intense. I wish that someone on the show, <laughs> which they never could have because these relationships were not in a place. Someone should have sat down and said like, you can do this with the person who you pick. You can do that with the person. None of these people did that. And you could tell. And that's why they were such a mess when they got back together. Hmm. And even someone like Shanique, they were going to hold grudges no matter what, because they no one is ever prepared to be like, oh, I'm just going to let my boyfriend go sleep with someone else. Yeah. Um, when Colby and Madeline got back together, they were actually good for a bit. They seemed very happy to see each other. He has flowers for her. He's just so happy. But then we find out that he of course, he was going out and kissing people at the club too. <laughs> um, yeah. I, again, Colby and Madeline are held together also by the lust that they share. Part of what Madeline was mad at Randall about was that, you know, they didn't have sex. But apparently... Madeline and based on the interview, um, Randall and Shanique had had a conversation of their boundaries that they can kiss, but they couldn't do anything more. Hmm. So he was respecting that, but Shanique, you know, like I said, I think she's bratty and, you know, kind of got mad, not knowing the thing about not knowing when you don't know, you would create a situation in a storyline in your head. And in her mind, she, uh, Randall and Madeline were banging their asses off. So she just went for it with Zay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, you know, so now that you have Kobe, Kobe didn't get his, you know, anything from April. She didn't from Randall. It was just the lust that carried them through, but the underlying thing was still there. Um, so I think we learned a lot about Madeline because when she had that conversation with her mom again, and her mom pretty much calls Kobe a con man. That's my <laughs> She sure did. <laughs> she said the first day we met he was all over me he was there and then the next time he didn't even pay attention to me and i'm like how do you not see that that is a problem but anyway she says the one thing she needs more than anything in this life is for someone to love her and adore her or whatever and stuff like that and that's the one thing she can guarantee that kobe's gonna give her but the problem is is it genuine kobe is good at saying the words is kobe good at talking the, i mean doing the do he can talk the talk but can he walk the talk Wait, is that what it is? No, it's walking the walk. <laughs> but yeah. It's walking the walk. <laughs> walk the walk. <laughs> but can he walk the walk? <gasps> Sorry. But can he walk the walk? So, but that's where we see why she's kind of with Kobe because he's very effusive about his love for her and she just wants to be adored and worshipped. Like She does want to be adored and worshipped until the point where she's like, it's like she looks down on him. For being like that, they're a very fucked up pair. Yeah. 
there's something and, and and that explains the confidence that Kobe has. Because you know, in the beginning, we're all like, This woman hates you. Like she's the one to give you and she doesn't want to be here. But Kobe is still like, No, that's the woman I want to marry. That's the woman I am gonna marry, or whatever. And he knows something that we don't. So there's something they understand about each other, whether it's functional or dysfunctional, they get it. So the rest of everybody, including her family, don't get it. Did we meet his family? No. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, so that was interesting with uh, Madeline. Due to the separation, Zay has decided that he does want to marry Ray. <laughs> her ultimatum worked. Yay. Except for they go to a lunch with her mom that is a disaster. Her mom is trying. I, I really appreciated and respected her mom. She basically tried to do some couples counseling for them at lunch. Like, why do you not feel heard? How can you hear her? This man uttered a line that will live in infamy. So being heard is a non-negotiable for you? Girl. I was like, uh, what? What? I just, Ray just felt beaten down the entire time. By everything. I was just like, you just shouldn't like feel this way in a two and a half year relationship. Again, for me, the red flag number one was her not being able to express how she feels to her man of almost three years. Like if you're still not comfortable after then it's not going to miraculously pop up. So that was bad. But I think what's notable in their relationship when they came back was, you know, when he felt like she was gone and she was sick and he went out to get some air by going to the club and she was telling him to stay and he FaceTimed his friend while she was talking with the tissue blowing her nose. Disrespectful one. And then he stays out till 8 a.m. the next day. Despite numerous calls and texts that she sent to him, which he didn't respond to. And uh, what'd you think about that? I thought that was... Uh, I was First off, I was like, probably not the first time. She, I think she said, oh, he doesn't usually do this. But I'm like, these are two people yeah. who, who should not be together. Between that argument with her mom and just kind of the way they talk to each other, he how they went from, I'm giving you an ultimatum, I want to get married, to like, now he's desperate to hold on to her. It was a weird whiplash, but very unhealthy dynamics in that relationship. Yeah, it was. And then he got even worse. He came back and then they tried to talk. And then she was like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm done. But then he really wanted to talk to her. And as if we don't have enough vagueness on this show, they go behind or into a room where there's no cameras. So we don't know what's going on. They're giving us subtitles for what's happening. And she's saying, leave me alone. And I guess for deduction is he's trying to hold her back from leaving. And then they cut the cameras. And then the next morning they're together and she's like, I'm sorry, I punched you. I'm like, oh. That, that really pissed me off, actually. I'm like, from the video... She wanted to leave. He wouldn't let her leave. I don't know. Because there was like weird camera angles and whatnot. At the end of the day, I felt like they tried to convince us that our eyes were not correct. And that he did put his hands on her. He did not allow her to leave. So she might have punched him in response. And somehow that turned into her apologizing for punching him. Well, the thing is, we didn't see anything. They walked into a room where there was nothing. So it was just captions. That we're getting. So I have no idea what happened. She was just like, leave me alone. Leave me go. Let me go. Let me go. And then 
you know so it's just it's it's a, it's a very slippery slope that because we can't we have nothing so we don't know what happened what happened all we see is that she was apologizing the next morning and other because either way no one should put hands him her whatever mm-hmm. anything. and no one should stop anybody from leaving <laughs> yes put hands <laughs> same thing um before that that argument happened though they went on this stupid like wine thing they keep on bringing these people together. I understand why, because of TV. I, I like these. Everybody's relationship is on thin ice right now because of the time they spent with someone else in this room. <laughs> and <laughs> and so let's all put them in a bus together and send them to a winery. Whose idea was that? Kinetic. The only like it was actually a pretty chill day, except for the whole. Um, Colby throwing food into April's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there had to be some kind of fun. The tension was palpable. And Madeline losing her shit as a result. She is like, what are you doing? That is, apparently that is their thing. Who knew? (laughs) Throwing food into, did we mention these people are 23 years old? I'll tell you, I'll tell you who knew. Colby knew. (laughs) Kobe knew that that was their thing and he was trying to make it real for her. <laughs> and the funny thing is we all know that Kobe and April did not do squat. Anything, yeah. So. Um. Alexis's stupid bachelorette party. First off. <laughs> Don't bring her back. Missing <laughs> <laughs> Alexis. B, we know it's not a bachelorette party. They just wanted to get them all together to have some drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. At that party, April tries to imply that she hasn't had her period and she's pregnant. I don't. Again, I mean, you mentioned earlier that she didn't ovulate. Yeah, she's. But then here, she gets her periods. She was just late. She wouldn't get a period if she didn't ovulate. Correct. So I don't, I, I didn't hear that part where you said she said she didn't ovulate. I, I, I didn't get, I didn't hear that. I'm trying to remember so, where she's, I think it was at one of the women, probably the part where she was telling the women about how she, they've been trying to have a baby for two years. Cause that was a shocker. And she did mention like, I don't ovulate. I don't produce enough of this. So I was like, okay, you have been to a doctor to get some sort of diagnosis. But then we hear that she's laid on her period, which if you don't ovulate, like, could it be that April is a liar? <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't know. It's so touchy that I don't know what it was, but if I had heard that, I would receive this information that she said differently. So, but I didn't hear it. So I was just listening to it. So that's what made me wonder, like, so then what is the issue? Like, you know, what is it? So I don't know. Maybe it's just not regularly that she doesn't ovulate. But then if she doesn't, why would she panic at being late if it's not regular anyway? So anyways, I don't know why we're trying to make sense of this. We started by saying this girl wanted to be on TV. So, um, yeah. So she's like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's already annoying when people do that. Like, you know, when people are on a diet and they're just like, no, 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 I'm not having that. No, no, no. I'm just, just order what you need to order and don't make a scene about it. And then everyone is like, what? (sighs) That was it was right. But it was a night of 
too many truths. Everybody was just being, Alexis was poking and poking and, you know, she got the ring. So now she has the wisdom, <laughs> I guess she thinks. She was trying to say that Ray and Jake should end up together or something like that. And while it was pot stirring, it wasn't too far from the truth. <laughs> all these people are still there with their partners it's weird kind of so after the fight we talked about ray and zay break up and so in infinite wisdom because i'm like isn't this the part where you're supposed to be with your original partner but somehow zay and shanique end up on a non-date it looked like a date to me and it was a none thing. It wasn't a thing like Randall wasn't worried about the fact that you went to hang out. He was massaging her feet at some point. Like it didn't even come. I thought they would even at least try to fake drama. Like, oh, so you're going to hang out with someone that you weren't. It was nothing. It was just regular. But maybe because they ended up in a fight again. So, Well, the fight thing was interesting <laughs> because I once worked with a crazy person. And I remember telling another coworker, like, it'll be great when she leaves. And the person said, everywhere she goes, she'll have to take herself. Um, And when I was watching Zay have a a very similar fight with Shanique that was like the same fight that he had just had with Ray, I was like, everywhere you go, Zay, you have to take yourself. And so you're going to have the same problems. That's why you're fighting with Shanique, who you only have known for like five weeks at this point, the exact same way you were fighting with Ray, who you were with for two years. Yeah. So it's you. It's you, Zay. But he seemed really heartbroken. He was heartbroken, but those two did not know how to argue worth anything. Yeah. And it's you are not ready for marriage if you're going out and staying out till eight in the morning because you guys had a fight. If you'd come home at two, that'd be one thing, but eight? Yeah. Well, how about Ray calling up Jake? And again, that was another thing. I just feel like April would go apeshit if she found out that he went out to go see Ray. <laughs> and they made that not a thing. And she's like, well, we broke up. And she's like, what's the tea? What's the thing with you and April? What's going on? And I'm like, oh boy. But it fell flat too. They're just really... It wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. So that's all that happened with these crazy couples. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with them, Aid? No. All right. All right, guys. So that was part one. And we will have part two where we talk about the decision day and the reunion. So look out for that next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.